Welcome to Parking Lot Drunk with Sean Burke and Christian Senrud. Well, you got a cocktail? You ready to do this? We're back for another episode of Parking Lot Drunk with your hosts, Christian Senrud and our boy, Sean. That is me. Sean Baby Burke. We're doing it. We're live. It's a hot Saturday in Southern California. And we're going to have some cocktails and chop it up. Thanks for joining yeah. us. What are, you, what are you sipping on? Anything? Uh, margaritas, man. But this heat, this heat, you uh, you really can't go wrong with a good margarita. You're on a margarita kick. Um, it's really all I drink now. Do you have, do you go mix or do you do uh, like the triple sec and lime, hot fresh lime juice and shit and make your own? Uh, no, I just do the uh, citronage, the Patron weird mixer citronage thing that is like alcohol. Um orange juice and tequila and a splash of lime juice and that's it orange juice so there are there are nutrients in yours it's not just yes that are wildly outnumbered by all the alcohol in it but yeah yeah i mean it's a 10 to 1 ratio but it's it's something yeah if you were looking at a menu and you saw this and you saw orange juice you could drink it at breakfast that is true and that is what i'm looking for um I myself am, I got a grapefruit juice, grapefruit soda tequila. Uh, I got a Kirkland bottle of tequila. I'm trying to curb my spending. Yeah. Yeah. I got a bottle of tequila from uh, Kirk fucking Costco, and now I'm just adding soda. So there is nothing good about it. It's just sugar and fermented sugar. Isn't that uh, a Paloma? Isn't that? Yeah. It's a... It's like oh, okay. the the bastard's version of a Paloma, I think, because uh, I looked up like an actual Paloma, but I hate recipe instructions on online. It's so obnoxious because it doesn't matter how simple the thing you're making is. There's going to be about three pages of text before you can even get to the recipe itself. And with like yeah. cocktails like this, it's like half an ounce of grapefruit juice, half an ounce of lime juice. I'm like, I'm not buying fruit for half an ounce. Like, just, yeah, I I can have a can of soda, or I could go buy eight different fruits and triple sec and whatever. And then you have to get Sprite anyway, so it's like just yeah, they also throw in weird weird measurements too, where they're like a dash of this, and you're like, what constitutes a dash? What? How much is that? Is that a bowl full of something? I don't know. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I would put like online recipe writing up there with uh like in-flight entertainment like magazines it's because like yeah some people like the the ratio of people that are gonna plod through that entire article and read about your experiences as as as, you know children with your dad's hot breath breathing on you during the summertime and it reminding you of simpler times before the family fell apart or whatever goddamn story you felt necessary to include in your write-up of Palomas or whatever cocktail. Like, ugh, it's just too much. Yeah. Just, just give me the recipe. But it's all about I've, that I've SEO. Gotten, I've gotten real old man with my online reading now. 
if I can't find exactly what I clicked on the link for within like 15 seconds, I just, I go to another source. I'm like, nope, <laughs> it's not here. I'm not going to weed through your bullshit. Okay. I'm, I'm gone. Yeah. You're not getting my ad dollar money, motherfucker. I'm moving on. Someone simple. Yeah. Yeah. That'll teach them. Yeah. I'm it's just, this podcast is basically just us settling into our old man rants and just like, and another thing I hate while I'm trying to enjoy a cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> but I That's mean, true. We, I don't, I don't want to pull a muscle when we get there. So we might as well be stretched out, you know, get our conditioning up yeah. on the way. Shit. Yeah. What, uh, what's your week been like? Met up with some comic friends. We had a, a buddy pass, so we we had already had this planned out because we hadn't seen. Uh, it's like uh, our buddy Patrick. He's a he's an older comic, super funny dude from Minnesota. He like runs his own tile business, but he's like he was in into comedy into the '90s and did like cruise ships and opened up for big people like, uh, uh you know Brian Regan and whoever else. But like. <clears throat> He kind of got disenchanted with it and quit for a while, but now he came back and he's just like this surly dude that just is all. He just says exactly what you want him to say. He just like, <laughs> all the hits. Yeah. He well, he, it's just oh, I want to be like that. I want to be that like sharp and to the point and just because he's like the dude that he could. You know, like if your dad yells at uh, a waitress or something, you're going to be embarrassed. But if like you're with Patrick <laughs> and he does it, you're like, man, that was exactly what needed to be said the exact way that it needed to be said. So, yeah, kudos, Patrick. He's great. Uh, but, yeah, we we caught up with him and I, we just I don't know, man, just having a good time. And the pictures just keep coming. And the day after I was like, this is I need to get a handle on this. So this is my first cocktail since thursday which sunday not not a big stretch of time it's like i made it uh, a whole three days without the shake hey i got three day. i got my third day chip so one day at a time you know nice yeah but heather and i are heading up to big bear and we're i mean she's got a few days off so i figure i gotta strip stretch the muscles back out before i get up there uh, cold you know yeah that balmy 75 degrees that it's probably up there yeah i can't i I don't know if it's gonna be chillier or not chillier but like less aggressively hot up there if you get up into the mountains or if it's just gonna be just atrocious up there as well but we got yeah i feel like this summer has two speeds it's either on fire or uh 100 degrees so yeah it's either (laughs) prepare for for those two and, and you're good yeah, as long as like I have never worn short I haven't worn shorts this or flip flops this much in my life since I was a like in American Samoa as a kid. And where Damn, I like that beach life. Yeah, I didn't I don't think I own I can't remember owning a pair of tennis shoes there. I had I ran around barefoot or it was flip flops for, you know, dress occasions and uh yeah, just tropical muggy heat. Yeah, that makes sense there. Yeah, but now like this, uh, it's, it's too much. Like what? It's just everything all at once is just not relenting. It's like, oh, it's uh, 2020. Well, how about fucking hottest summer on record? On top of everything else going on. Yeah, I feel like every day that I go by without a terrible thing happening, I just build momentum. Of like, all right, cool, one thing's down. Cool, we'll just keep moving until the next bad thing happens. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're just I'm not jump- really not really surprised by uh, the the atrocities of of this past six months. Just yeah. Like, all right, another one. All right, let's just get through this one. Yeah, pretty much we're just swimming from piece of floating wreckage from piece of floating wreckage, hoping to find an island. And I I don't know that we're going to find land. Not anytime soon. Exactly. So let's get our... At least least we're hopeful about it. At least we're positive and we're keeping that positive mental attitude about it. So Clearly. That's pretty much our brand. It's just optimism out the wazoo. That's that's us. Speaking of optimism... I don't know where out I don't know how to transition from there, but uh, uh, yeah. Have you have you left your house? When's the last time you saw the su- the sun hit your face? Uh, probably when I took in my car uh, after getting hit, which is real awesome. When apparently, how, uh, how long ago was that? Uh, last week, last Monday. Yeah. So almost so, a full seven days not going outside. So good for you. Apparently, a girl. Uh, did three thousand dollars worth of damage to my parked car while backing out of the driveway. I'm not <laughs> sure if she was just trying to do a fast and furious move in her uh, forerunner, but uh, yeah, really messed up my car. But should have it back soon. I didn't realize until like last week. I'm like, oh, what if something terrible happens and I really need a car right now? I'm like, I guess uh, I'm just wrapped up in the apocalypse then. Hopefully it holds out. Hopefully you can bike away. She did it dr- pull, backing out of the driveway. What the was she making a getaway? How the hell do you do three thousand? Were you parked in front of her driveway directly? Does she live in I, front of a I Mexican was, restaurant? Yeah, <laughs> I was parked like directly behind their driveway. So as soon as I saw that I was hit, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm sure somebody backed out of that driveway and hit my car." And then uh, the girl pulled up later. She's like, oh, sorry, I had, I had to get to work for something. I had to get out of here. So <laughs> I have a I'm sorry, weak I excuse. Yeah. I mean, she was a 20-year-old, so I can't expect much from her. Like, she probably slept through her shift at the uh, frozen banana stand or whatever and had to hustle down there. But, but yeah, as long as uh, the insurance covers it, that's, uh, that's not my problem. I don't care. But... Listen, when our parents were 20 years old, they had doctorate degrees and four kids. So I, I don't really yeah. see that. Lo- how did like how did that happen? Where like we're in our 30s and don't like even remotely close to have our shit together. But like the generations well, college, before. College didn't cost three houses back then. So mm, I'm sure that that has something to do with it. That just sounds like a liberal excuse. That sounds like you're just making excuses for your lack of yeah, success. It's almost like I just. I just casually looked at the uh, the stats on it and then had a informed decision about it. No, that doesn't sound like you. This Maybe. is also coming after I just said I skim articles that don't have my information, so it's not really helping my case. <laughs> Listen, this doesn't have the things that I want to read, so I'm not going to read them, and you can't make yeah. me. I don't understand these words. I'm moving on. Yeah, Jill uh, trying to go to school in California and having it be forty grand a semester—that was a—that uh, was pretty eye-opening. Like, it's a fucking state school. Yeah, but it's out of state. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Yikes! Yeah. So, forty grand a semester. It was either 40, 40 grand a semester or forty grand a year. Either way, it was 
much more than anticipated by me, someone not involved directly whatsoever. So hearing about it yeah. after the fact, I was like, that is a lot for a, a degree that you currently, especially right now, just is like, why even if it's over 10 grand a semester and you're not in class with people, hands yeah. on, boots on the ground, is it even worth it at this point? Yeah, is that any better than a really well thought out Google search? <laughs> that's yeah. uh, that's more than I paid at a private art school. So damn. Well, I yeah. paid six hundred dollars per class for a t- screenwriting program, and three out of five of them have been wonderful. But three out of five, I mean, of them that have been the same. That's professor. essentially just you can just turn that back into money, though. That's a that's a straight to the bank money play right there clearly that's i mean that's why cash i did it in. yeah gonna write these pilots write these screenplays write these spec scripts get an agent bang bang boom sean burke christian centered uh tv writing partnership the there likes of which we have not seen since danny mcbride and joe jonah hill jody hill jody hill jody yeah, yeah we're doing things man I mean, I'm going to be doing yeah. the heavy lifting, obviously, but um, you know, you can you can throw your name on there too. I mean, I'm really diving into uh, kind of the analysis of current television shows on on TV uh, with this lockdown. I've really really had the the time to jump into all of it, and you know, if that's the bar that the world is setting, I don't think we are that far off. Oh, especially network really, shows. Yeah, there's a lot of real. Real lazy, lazy. I forgot my uh, to do my book report type of thing. So, <laughs> oh no, my dog ate my homework. No, oh, well, here's another season. Hey, people like a formula. McDonald's sells millions and millions of burgers a year. We need to make our own. Uh, what was yeah. the, the big and tasty? We could be the new big and tasty, Sean. <laughs> that's that's that that's. <laughs> what we need to strive for. The, the new big and tasty. The biggest failure in McDonald's history. <laughs> <laughs> Down. Well, speaking of not as advertised uh, with McDonald's and food, I uh, you want to talk about drinking and film? Yeah, it's... Uh... It's always a good thing to kind of look at. Drinking on camera, drinking in movies, the the how it's presented and how it actually is, um, doesn't always doesn't always add it up. The part the parties, how people deal with it, I don't. It's very fictionalized. And also how people that are in that profession kind of deal with being a public figure and also getting wasted is always interesting. If you ever watched the, uh, I think it's the Golden Globes, there's one award show where everyone's able to drink, and everyone gets real loose, and it's always it's always interesting to see uh, somewhat charming people, and then people just realize mid-speech that they're wasted, which is always always interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like this entirely curated persona that people kind of delve into, and then they have three vodka martinis uh at the award show and then it's all of the all out of the bag so yeah it's, it's really an, interesting it's anyone's game at that point 
I think it's the Golden Globes because there always seems like <laughs> somebody gets cut off or somebody talks too long or there's just weird, awkward silence uh, at that award show. So, Is that the one so Bradley Cooper got up there and pissed himself in front of Lady Gaga? Possibly. Yeah, probably. I'm going to go on a lemon without any understanding of the situation and say yes, that's, <laughs> that's what happened. That is what uh that is the one where Jim Carrey got up there and he kind of took the piss out of the whole thing, just by saying, "I am two-time Golden Globe winner Jim Carrey, and I don't go to bed at night just as any old guy. I go to bed at night as two-time Golden Globe winner Jim Carrey, who might wake up tomorrow and be three-time Golden Globe, <laughs> and then I would be enough." I feel like that's way more interesting than watching the same. And rehearsed speeches over and over. I mean, I love. I want to see some Hollywood sloppy drunks. That's that's what I want to see. Oh yeah, absolutely. I want. I mean, as much fun as I like, or as much as I enjoy Joaquin Phoenix uh, telling us about the dangers of drinking milk. Uh, you know, I do like a sloppy, heartfelt speech from time to time. Did you watch uh, Bumpin' Mics with David Tell and Jeff Ross by chance? Yeah, I watched a few of, uh, I think the first, like, two or three episodes. It was pretty interesting. Like, the bumping mics thing feels forced, but um, other than than that, it seems pretty interesting. Just so everybody knows, that was a joke, so we're going to bump mics now. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and here you go. (laughs) And there it is, and there it is. uh, Why I bring it up is when um, Paul Rudd was in the audience... And he, they brought him up on stage, and you could tell he had no intention of joining the stage. It did not seem rehearsed, or he's an amazing actor, because he just got up there, and they were like, oh, he's hammered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be rough. Hey, you're famous. Come talk to these people. Yeah, let two professional com- comedians give you shit for a little while. Like, yeah, I'd love yeah. to. But that's how charming that, that motherfucker is. He just rolled with the punches, and he's, by the end of it, you're like, oh, he's, he's still the best. That was the best thing about uh, the St. Louis Blues winning the Stanley Cup is that Brett Hall was the drunkest man alive <laughs> uh, while they were doing it, and they had no idea how to kind of deal with it. They're like, hey, let's <laughs> talk to Brett Hall. And it's like, whoa, he is wasted. Uh, I guess just fill until we can cut to something else. And it was... <laughs> It was phenomenal. God, I got to look that up. Uh, the last one I remembered was just like how purely full of child joy, childlike joy, Ovet, uh, Alexander Ovechkin was after the Capitals won. Just drunk yeah. in public fountains with the Stanley Cup. <laughs> and you can't even get mad at him. You're like, yeah, I'm glad that you won the Stanley Cup. I, I feel great for you. Yeah, your whole life was like, you're... That's what you're the one thing you're going after your entire career, and you finally got it. And like, yeah, because like uh, he would have been the one of the all, he Hall of Fame player for sure. And then, but it, you know, it's slightly denigrated if it's uh, if you don't get the cup. So he got it. So good for him. Yeah. And check that box. Also, get wasted why do, in public. Yeah. Why do you have to dilute your your celebration? Why can't you just be like? Yeah, this is the best. This is the best summer of my life. I'm going to be ridiculous with it. I'm not wearing a shirt the entire summer. I'm only wearing jean shorts, and I'm going to get into some public fountains. That's going to happen because I've worked my entire life for this. Yeah, but dazzled jean shorts will be hitting public paid-for water. Rockstar 
element from the 60s and 70s. It's like no one throws TVs out of the window anymore. Let the fucker, you know, dive into a fountain and shotgun off the off of his hotel balcony from time yeah. to time. Let you, him spend 80-some days just shotgunning beers uh, in green rooms before he makes public appearances. Let him have that. <laughs> he has earned it. He did not have yeah. a childhood. He barely had an adulthood. Just let him enjoy this. But bringing it back to Hollywood, because growing up watching all the like the '90s teen movies and college movies and shit, like there were always these balls to the wall house parties that were so rad looking, hot chicks, stoners with jocks, and everybody there. And that was not my experience in high school whatsoever. Was did you no. ever experience anything like that? Uh. There was a few times where it felt like you could kind of just kind of get wrapped up in the party and do what you wanted type of thing. Uh, but then it also left out your best friend like he took too much Robitussin and he's peeing himself in the corner by himself. So <laughs> there's weird things like that that don't offset in the Hollywood version. It's just solo cups and people working out their some 30-year-old working out their, their inner demons of playing a high schooler, but... Um, yeah, not so much. There's always a darker, sloppier side to it. There's definitely a, a high, heavy hand when it comes to the editing process. Yeah, I mean, like, what what were your, like, high school parties like? I mean, I didn't even drink in high school, so the, I, the few parties I went to, I was, like, the DD. And uh, even then, I'm, like, I'm kind of a problem <laughs> at, at parties, <laughs> or I can be. And even sober me, like I remember one, we were it, a high school party for me was somebody managed to get somebody to buy them alcohol. My friends wanted to get hammered and smoke weed after we went and skated or whatever, and I hung out. And I was their way home, and I clogged the toilet. Or something. <laughs> like, hey, you have a wonderful home, but I have to get these guys out of here. And sorry, your toilet is ruined. Yeah, uh, McDonald's has been doing this nickel cheeseburger thing, and I have just been wrecking my innards with it. So I'm sorry that you're, uh, you know, I, I know you think you that tonight was going to end with somebody having their hair back held back so they could puke in there, but I, uh, you know, I just sat in there and did uh, did something yeah. similar, but not. I've been testing the limits of my body like an endurance athlete with the amount of garbage I've been eating. So. The Good luck with that. Yeah, the elasticity of my teenage body is being pushed to the brink with all my <laughs> don't have any money, gonna eat fast food, skateboard, and just be a fuck. Just treat my body like a summer festival outhouse, and then just hope to God that I make it through. What? What were? Yeah, uh, we always had. Yeah. I always got looped in with a group of people that like there would be a larger group of house parties and then we show up and then they kind of corner us into an area where like have fun here but don't really come out to the rest of the party just stay in here do whatever you want but just avoid the rest of the guests and then uh, we would do something embarrassing or destroy something and then leave but yeah that was our college experience because i don't know like if it's a midwest or um an east coast thing or a midwest thing but like I went to when I moved out here. I went to some house parties, and just the lack of defense being played by the the hosts was very surprising. Because I was like, "Yeah, you had a bunch of people here. 
and like you didn't take any of your nice things down you didn't put like yeah whereas like in college i remember going to one party specifically that only one of us got invited to if that and <laughs> the whole crew showed up and long story short the uh kitchen counter got broken like a section of the kitchen counter got broken and also graffitied on because like Damn. Somebody just drew on it with a marker dirt crew, which was like the fake crew that we had at the time. And, <laughs> and we got a talking to by one of our friends who like everybody was just like, uh, no, man, like you don't get to give us a talking to out of the amount of shit that you've dragged us through. <laughs> yeah. That always seems like a weird thing. If people that threw parties in high school is like, all right, uh, it's at my parents' house, but I just wanted to keep it mellow and quiet. You know, like, that's clearly never happened in the history of high school parties, so why would you think it's going to happen now? So, Yeah, that was my mom's always th- uh, always her thing. I don't know that they really believed that I didn't drink in high school. I didn't, but my mom was always like, yeah, if, you're ever, if you ever need a ride, just feel free to call, you know. If, and whenever they went out of town, they're like, you know, Sometimes you just invite one friend over, and next thing you know, uh, you got a whole house full of people. So just keep in mind. And but her, and it was never like don't do it or don't, whatever. It was always like just don't drive. But like I was always like, man, you were way cooler in high school than I am because I like seriously am just like about going to punk rock shows and skateboarding and apparently clogging up people's toilets. Ruining people's toilets, but yeah, it wasn't like the the Hollywood version of everyone's here, everyone's hanging out. There's someone from arts class that I haven't talked to yet, and this is my big chance. It was never like that. It was like it's never like that. It's like you get there, you get nervous about being there. You drink as fast as possible or smoke as fast as possible, and then you're just a just a mess with a, a bunch of other messes in uh, some nice family room somewhere. Yeah. It's like if you know how to drink in high school, you're probably an alcoholic already. Yeah. It's like, no, if you know how to drink in high school, you did not have a 25th birthday. <laughs> yeah, you were in AA and already working through your shit. Yeah, I've never I've never been to a house party like uh, can't hardly wait type type party, but I don't think most people have. Yeah, I, I can't think of a time that you would actually have that uh, unless you have like super weird new age parents that are like, all right, as long as you're under my roof, I can control it, but you can drink whatever you want type of thing. But I forget who I was talking to, but they just either, either they went to one in college or high school might've been Heather, uh, but they went to a, a party up in Stanford either before or after they were in college. And that was the one where they were like, no, that's where they actually do this, where it's like red cups, everyone's drinking, everyone's invited, giant, like, not, like, off, uh, what do you call it? Off, uh, not college property. What's the word? Oh, off campus. That's the one. Off campus property and just, like, no rules. Everyone's going shit, like, just shit hammered. More like, probably more like of a, a super bad type party than uh yeah but that's that's probably a pretty accurate 
or semi-accurate one where it's like, there's a lot of guys at this party. There's one room where girls are kind of dancing. It's going to get weird. The weird, uh, the back room where the guys are doing coke and smoking. That's probably a little more realistic than, uh, than a can't hardly wait or, uh, 10 things I hate about you type of thing. Yeah. Or clueless, but clueless was like Beverly Hills or something. So maybe that, maybe that was accurate. Yeah. I don't know. Our high school was pretty affluent, but I don't think I got invited to like the really high end parties because I just didn't hang with those people. And I was rolling with Bill Cunningham. And so I think our reputation preceded us, maybe. You're not going to any rich Hills house to have a party with Bill Cunningham. (laughs) (laughs) No, shit. I mean, I think the first uh, New Year's Eve party we went to, like, we ended up, and it was our but or straight edge buddy. We ended up getting, and I, I don't think I drank at that one either. Uh, we ended up getting kicked out of that one because there was a dude passed out that Bill kept like shoving, not up his butt, but like the dude had like plumber's crack, and Bill kept like putting uh, the little baby carrots down his down down his crack. <laughs> <laughs> That's- that's just a fun time. I don't know why someone would be upset about that. Yeah, his buddies were were not. They didn't see the humor in it. Also, we had we ended up handcuffing Bill to the the only toilet in the apartment, and yeah, so we we got kicked out of there like fairly early, considering the bulk of our crew wasn't drinking at all. Yeah, that was a that was a fun night actually. Bill, <laughs> we we took Bill's minivan. Uh, he ended up peeing out of the 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 you know the side door that you open up in into yeah. a coffee cup. I don't know why he was peeing into the coffee cup as if the door is open. And yeah. while that just was happening, just Vietnam uh, movie hang out the window and and have fun with it. Yeah, and then our buddy was slapping him in the face as he did it from the front seat. It was it was just a scene. It was. <laughs> So maybe that's the high school drinking night we need to write. It's just like the, yeah, the, the like the realistic version, you know. You go to a party, you get wasted. You go to the toilet, you get kicked out. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. your other straight edge friends are running around with a three person slingshot and thirty dollars worth of Taco Bell, just pelting people with dollar burritos. Wow, that sounds yes. That sounds like a scene in a movie. That sounds amazing. <laughs> you yeah. can't even be mad at that. Because, yeah, you got hit in the face with something, but it's a dollar burrito. Yeah, it's delicious Taco Bell. So, And there's only, like, one Taco Bell in the greater Pittsburgh area. So, really, they Damn. did you a favor. You're welcome. So there's, like, can't hard. There's all those, like, high school or and whatever. What do you even call those, that genre of movies where it's, like, they're romantic comedies, kinda. Can she's all that. Can hardly wait. Yeah, I mean it's also. I assume it's also based on like the '80s movies, uh, type of thing too, where it's like kind of the house parties where everyone congregates regardless of status, like in the school. So it's like everyone's at the party, and in my experience, that was not the case. Oh <laughs> like yeah, a group a group of friends have a party, and then. Uh, their friends are there. It's not like, oh, we invited the math club because uh, we felt bad for them type of thing for plot purposes. <laughs> but 
Yeah, just for inclusion purposes, we've invited all, all yeah, all casts of the high school crew. Yeah, yeah, that was never my experience either. But do you think it was like in because I, I don't I don't know that like groups got more defined um, in like the eighties and nineties where it's like uh, like if the movies themselves helped define the cliques where it's like burnout skaters preps jocks sorry echoes i mean i'm sure at a certain point because like you look at like days and confused where everyone's kind of out of the whatever the one was it the water tower mm-hmm. like the one place in town where everyone can drink like if that was an actual reality at that time or if that was just a plot device by movies and stuff but um I'm sure at one point, like, there was, there's only one place underage people can drink, and it's like the field party or whatever. So everyone kind of gets on board with that. But yeah, it's probably, you prob, there is probably a way to uh, measure it through the years through films because it's like, okay, outsiders, there were like Socias and uh, the other one. <laughs> Clearly, I've done my research. Man. Greasers and Socias. Yeah. Yeah. But point being, there's two groups. They don't really intermingle. Then you flash, fast forward, you know, a while, and it's like, oh, well, there's stoners, and there's these people, and they kind of intermingle. And then fast forward, and then fast Like, it just gets more refined into your own peer group the the bigger your class gets and the bigger, you know, your, your party gets, I guess. Yeah, I mean... That's an it, interesting sociological observation, Sean. We are breaking down boundaries. Let, let's run a double-blind study and see where we come up with this. Yes. I, I Maybe I should ask my niece. I'm like, what did your high school parties look like? Yeah, yeah. What? Ask your niece if you can go to a high school party with her. <laughs> so... Hey, I so don't want to be creepy. Where, where, are the high, where, the, where are all the high school girls drink at? So, uh... College freshman, uh, do you mind if I tag along in a party? I, I don't want to make it weird. I'm just uh, I'm just here to observe. Um, you know, I'm just not, gonna take some notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be in the corner, not talking to a lot of people. I won't. You won't even notice me. Yeah, it's my little thing. Don't worry about it. So, what do you think would be the most uh, accurate depiction of high school drinking? Donnie Darko, man. <laughs> just probably four yeah. dudes out in a field with a BB gun. Yeah, that that I mean that's my experience. Is either that or parking in a dark part of a subdivision to smoke weed in a car when it's twenty two degrees out. Uh, that was my my main experience with uh, those type of events. But I don't think it's a big school wide type of thing. I think it's usually here's fifteen of my friends and some people that they know, and uh, we're wasted. That probably is the major appeal of alcohol is just how it's presented in commercials and movies because it seems so fun and like it's a way that everybody comes together but then boundaries are crossed and then the loser gets the the hot person, girl, guy, whatever. And it's like that's I think that's what I think that's what most people in normal life feel and they're like, Are right, we going to this party? I'm gonna meet I'm gonna talk to the girl from the popular group today when I get drunk enough and I have enough courage and then you end up making a scene and then you get beaten up by a jock. So yeah, I think that's, that's more the reality of the situation. I feel like that's the whole appeal of the bar. It's like, all right, I'm going to go there and maybe this beautiful person, like woman will come in and I'm going to, 
you know, I'm gonna scoot yeah. up next to her and buy her a drink and chat her up and this and that. It's like that might happen sometimes, but like how that doesn't happen a lot. Like you go, girls go no. to the bar and I my assumption is they want to be left the fuck alone. So unless it's a very, very obvious, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go to the it's, bar. It's just appreciate it's the hopeless romantic. Yeah. It's the hopeless romantic in us, Christian. We just want to go there and find love. That's, that's all we're doing. We're looking for love in all the wrong places. I think we're just kind of uh, taking, we're switching out the cards of hopeless romantic and alcoholic, where it's like, well, I just want to find love. And it's like, do you, or do you just want to get hammered and have an excuse for being there? The answer is yes. We're combining our passion. Yeah. I mean, why not both? If I can't do the one, I'm going to yeah. do the other. Yeah, that was the uh, the other thing of the frustrated people who want to fight too. After no, that works out. That I never really understood. I've never been blackout drunk and wanted to fight anybody. Um, neat. Which also seems like a trope. Uh, I have met people that do that. Like I, I several people. That's kind of their whole deal. <clears throat> Is they get, I have one buddy who gets hammered and he will literally say, he say, I came here to drink beer or throw fists and I'm out of beer. And then he really will try to fight people and it's problematic. I don't know how his wife yeah. deals with it, but you know, bless her heart. It's like, it's like that scene in Batman when he gets sent to jail on purpose just to train. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm here to train. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, like, there are people who, like, I get happy and sleepy when I drink, or so I think. So, I'm, generally, I'm not trying to pick fights. If I'm, like, every now and then, I'm not proud of it, but, like, sometimes some shit will come up when I'm drinking that I probably wouldn't have brought up sober, and a fight, yeah, f- verbal or otherwise, will result. But, you know, if you're dealing with shit long enough, I can see, like, oh, I'm drunk enough that... You know what? I just want to either beat someone up or have my ass kicked because I just to match my. Uh, I just want to feel something. I just want to feel something, Sean. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's not great. I don't think anybody like consciously is like, yeah, that's that's my that's who I'm who I am. That's my spirit yeah. animal. But you know, I just can't take anybody serious when I'm like really drunk. And somebody tries to get all tough and they want to fight me, I usually just end up laughing at them because I'm like, really, you're going to do this? Like, is this what? Oh, yeah. Your whole, this is what you plan for tonight? <laughs> you're going to prove how tough. Yeah, you're going to prove how tough you are. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like when I called that dude, a, like when I said, look at this asshole to that one dude and he slapped me. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care. Like, I'm not wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. You can but slap me as hard as that, you. With the reaction to it, he had no idea how to process that. Yeah. We just laughed at him. He's like, did he just slap you? And then he's like, oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't that's care. That's never happened before. Yeah, like, I'm not. <laughs> ins- ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not insulted. I deserved it. But also, like, who, like, what did you think you were going to accomplish? The- <laughs> I can take yeah. a slap. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. What do you think the most accurate depiction 
of drinking or alcoholism in film would be? Oh, man. I mean, it, it depends on what you're judging it by. Uh, leaving Las Vegas was a pretty accurate description of somebody who wanted to kill themselves for no call, so... Yeah, that was... I How that became a movie is so... I, like, who would have pitched that and been like, yes, I'm in. I want to see Nicolas Cage yeah. drink himself to death with a Las Vegas stripper or hooker. And just, like, it's, there's, is there any silver lining to that entire story? Uh, no. It's just to make you feel bad and and make you look at Nicolas Cage as even more of a caricature than he actually is. <laughs> I'm a pretty just a weird. Man. It's just a weird thing. I've been seeing movies now in hindsight of what Nicolas Cage is, is now and seeing movies like like older movies. Like, who thought to cast him in this? Like, who thought this was a good idea? Um, I saw the uh, the National Treasure movie was on TV the other day, and I'm like, who thought, hey, you know what we need is a, like a, a learned doctoral type of person, archaeologist? Nicholas Cage, he really uses that, that learned, kind of educated doctor. But Yeah, edgy, but educated at the same time. That's Nick Cage in a nutshell. I mean, good on him, because that's, uh, that's quite the accomplishment. I mean, I have kinda, no problem with Nick Cage, but I, I'm yeah. not disagreeing with you either. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I just realized, like, hey... He's kind of a crazy dude. Like, put him in those roles. But when you try to make him like a professor of archaeology, <laughs> I who's buying this? If you're trying to make him Indiana Jones, I don't know that he's the right fit. I mean, making a, a realistic alcoholic is pretty easy. I'm not easy, but like that that nailed it. William H Macy from Shameless like nailed it. But like like a Don Draper like that dude like. That whole type of, and that's not exactly film, but that whole style of drinking, like, oh, I'm just going to have cocktails with lunch, and I'm going to drink whiskey yeah. at lunch. Or even, like, westerns where it's just like, yeah, I'm going to ride around on a horse and drink whiskey. And it's like, well, good thing you brought that bedroll, man, because you're going to need a fucking nap after being in 113-degree weather all day and then drinking nothing but whiskey. Like, I don't know yeah. if you're going to have a gunfight. I mean, there's definitely those movies that, like, romanticize drinking, like James Bond and stuff. Oh, where it's for like, sure. I'm going to make a martini while I'm getting shot at and karate chops and dude. Like, yeah, this is completely unrealistic, but... What a man. He can, yeah. hold, he can hold his liquor and still kill people. Yeah. With precision. Which would be even funnier if you saw the actual representation of somebody <laughs> who had three vodka martinis. <laughs> Yes. And he just pulls out his gun and accidentally shoots some innocent bystander and then gets uh, arrested because he's a nuisance. Or at a craps table, just like four, three or four drinks deep. It's like, yeah. put it all on 13. <laughs> and just, or they're just like, oh, can I get anybody a drink? And then he gives a martini shake in that third thing. And then the girl next to him says, like, another one? Are you sure? Do you have like, to drive? You got a really nice car, car that Audi left you. You're you're betting hundreds of thousands of dollars. What is wrong with you? Yeah, Archer. That's a that's a good app. 
I mean, not great, but it's yeah. like, it's way more accurate than most movies or TV shows. <laughs> yeah, they address it. Yeah, <laughs> that's more realistic. Cartoons generally are, in my vision or whatever understanding, they do seem to be more truthful than how real life is depicted in live action. Yeah. Rick and Morty, not so much, because he's apparently always drunk, but somehow never... Not never, but... He's just a genius, so him being drunk, is he's still smarter than everyone else. Yeah, he's still 50% smarter than everybody else at 50%. Yeah. Probably should have done more research. Probably should have looked... (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Probably, but, you know, that's not that's not what we do here, so. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, until we're getting some Patreons or some advertising dollars, I'm not, I got shit going on, man. I got, you got a job, I got a job. Yeah, I've got tons of things to, to not do uh, at, around the house that are research, so, yeah, why not? All those detective movies, they always seem to be, like, drinking throughout the day. But still managing, their wits aren't, you know, affected whatsoever. And I I've, just... That shit, like, makes me wonder about, like, real life back then. Because, like, if that was just, like, a, kind of a representation of, like, the average day citizen, like, how much drinking was going on. Because that's the thing with, like, Mad Men. I'm like, this doesn't feel like they're kind of glorifying it. It feels like this is just what it was like back then, which is... Looking back, like that's a miracle that anything happened back then. Because if I had three martinis at lunch, uh, I'm I'm done for the day. That's it. Yeah, for sure. It's also just like I think, like now we have a lot more liberty with what we're expected to do and what we have to fulfill. Whereas, like, uh, you know, our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation, there was a lot more like. People just fell in line and did what they were supposed to do because that was the expectation that society put on them and whatever. That was what was normal was very streamlined versus what is normal now. It's fucking everywhere. So like, yeah, you got a job, you got it married, you go into college if you were lucky, blah, 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 blah. You had a family and a lot of people, they didn't really have to get they didn't have the opportunity to question that. Or see if they would have liked it or if that was really in their personality or skill set or whatever. So, like, they just did it because they had to or felt like they had to. So drinking was a way to cope with the fact that they probably didn't really want that shit to begin with. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that you can kind of fall into and then wake up 15 years later and be like, oh, wow, I uh, I feel like I've been drunk for the past 15 years, so. Maybe uh, maybe a good thing. Yeah. So if you're drinking like that, if you're just drinking to not to numb or not remember, maybe look at your situation and consider why you are that way or what you're. Especially in these COVID times, because I remember when the lockdown first hit, uh, it'd be like a Saturday at like 11, and I'm like, well, I'm not doing anything else, so. And maybe it's cocktail time. We'll see what happens. And then I'm asleep by 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But, you know, at least that day uh, wasn't filled with worry and terrifying uh, premonitions of the future. 
Yeah. I mean, boredom is a big factor and and like unease or not knowing what what's happening next, but it's just like uh, that's my, that's my litmus test is like what do I want to be doing and is drinking getting in the way of it. So like sometimes it does cuz it's like if I if I have to recover for a day that's a day that i couldn't get done what i wanted to get done that day and if it yeah those days stack up and if what i need to get done and what i want to get done and be productive and be creative or whatever if that's being effective then it's time to fucking dry up man like and that's yeah i won't be at a loss because it's like like i went out thursday and it was a great time we like i don't regret Cause I didn't like, I came home and just like, I was wasted and I went to bed basically. And like, I didn't feel great about it, but I was like, I had a great time. I saw friends. We caught up. We like, you know, shared stories about a friend that's not with us anymore. And, you know, but we connected and it was fun. And I, yet yeah, would I have liked the extra time that night to get some shit done or you know, not feel like shit in the morning? Absolutely. But you know, yeah. it's, it's, that's on me where it's like, Hey, maybe two pitchers, not how, <laughs> I don't even know how many we got. So. Yeah. I mean, that's the big, the big cutoff thing is like, I've, I've tried to tamper that down. It's like, if I'm day drinking, I'm like, all right, I feel pretty great now. I feel like I want another one. And I'm like, this is the time that I don't want, I shouldn't have another one just because I know it's going to make me feel this yeah. is going to be the slippery slope. It's about a rhythm too, because it's like, <clears throat> all right, I have two drinks, then have a water, or have a have two waters, or get a snack, or take a walk, or. I mean, everybody's got to hit their own like rhythm, but um, clearly I haven't, and I need to find one because, uh, this is getting old. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, I think. I I haven't really dove deep into drinking that much since this whole thing started where like I haven't been hung over in a very long time. But Oh uh, good for you, Sean. <laughs> just just, just rubbing it in the my back. face. But I get to the point where I'm I'm there and I'm like, oh I should have one more and then I'm like, uh, I kinda feel sick already. I don't wanna do this and then I just cut it down from there but um you know that's that's what life's all about christian is just learning where your limits are and just and just kind of figuring it out from there yeah my problem is i continuously love to test my limits and only discover that they're receding <laughs> yeah i mean it's also i am drinking in an apartment by myself so yeah it's not like i'm getting wrapped up into some story uh with that i'm talking to somebody else and kind of going on i'm just like yeah uh, this is enough so i wake up hung over here uh there's really no reclaiming that day yeah that's true You're, you got to look yourself dead in the eye at that point yeah <clears throat> covid's really shining some lights on some things for me i'm going through some stuff and i just gotta figure it out you okay bud you need some help no you need a sounding board <laughs> You're not okay, or no. you don't need help. No, I'm good. I've uh, that's been the main thing is I've just kind of kind of stopped drinking as much as I used to, 
And it's also helped with like how much money I have left at the end of the day. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, this, this shit adds up. Yep. I'm on a, on a bi-weekly booze order situation. So that helps me keep me pretty honest. Yeah, I need to work on that. I did a, a Costco run, so I got my $20 bottle of tequila, and hopefully that'll last me for a minute, and then uh, don't have to spend on that. But I did I did get a, you know, a big old thing of fucking mac and cheese, so I'm, I'm going to think I'm going to bring my, my food order down quite a bit. There you go. Just switch your vices. Everything that you spent on alcohol, just translate that into mac and cheese now. Well, not, that's not what I'm getting at. It's just like, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm getting at. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, shit. All right, drinking on film. Is there any, like, ficti- fictional character who you would want to emulate in terms of drinking? Damn. Um, I mean, if I had to go on a limb, it's not really drinking level, but Team Wolf would be everything I would want to embody uh, while I'm drunk. Just blind confidence, able to do anything you want, but also a very hairy individual. Michael J. Fox, Teen Wolf. Or wait. Yeah. Was it Michael Bluth? Teen Wolf. Oh no, that's Teen Wolf One, not Teen Wolf. Is that two? Is it? Yeah, Teen Wolf Two. That's that's fake. But uh, uh, yeah, Michael J. Fox, Teen Wolf. What about you? I don't know. Like, not that. Um, <clears throat> the fuck's his name? Daniel Plainview is is like a. He drinks, obviously, but he's not like that's not like a big part of his. I guess and he's like, also not, he's not like an enviable person. <laughs> like, he's kind of a bastard. What do you mean? The guy that beats somebody to death with a, <laughs> a bowling pin is not yeah. a hero? I mean, anti-hero at best, but well, yeah. I just mean I want to, like, I, I drink to tolerate people, and I want to get away from most of them. And I think I could, that's the reason why... I, I, I stifle my drinking is because I feel like I'm turning into Dan, Daniel Plainview, Plainview, where I'm like, oh, I can't do this with these people anymore. And I'm like, all right, maybe we should just try out for a week and uh, see where we're at at the end. Yeah, but I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the natural order. Is like, yeah, I need yeah. to be, I need to be pushed away and go. Live in peace because there's no peace to be found here, Sean. <laughs> that's very true. Yes. Uh, that's yeah. I mean, that's not. <laughs> that's like a, a psychologist would hear that and be like, "Okay, you. Yeah, we that, need to deal with this." That's not "quote unquote" healthy to think of like that, but you know, whatever. I don't know. Maybe there might be. I'll think about it. Maybe next next week I'll give you a healthier uh, response to that. Um, it's definitely not uh, Joaquin Phoenix from The Master. He's does not seem to have a no. healthy relationship with drinking. He actually yeah. might be the most 
accurate representation of alcoholism. In yeah. A movie. <laughs> He's like, I just have a problem. I will make, I will steal your booze. I will steal yeah. your weird mermaid I will statue. Drink, drink fucking turpentine to just catch a buzz. Uh, yeah. I tried to rewatch that this week. I, I didn't have to stop. I just like put it on because I was making lunch and then watched it. And I was like, this is as weird or weirder than I watched the first time I watched it. And yeah, the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, that was really good. And then I was like, was it really good or was it just super depressing that it fooled me into thinking that it was great? Yeah, I was kind of um, disappointed because I was, a, I'm a big Paul Thomas Anderson fan, and then when that came out, I was like, and also like I thought it was going to be more about Scientology, and yeah, there's allegories or whatever, but it was, it was not what I expected, and I was like, not was it not as good as I wanted or what? I, and then like I just sat on it for a while and then went back to it. And I'm like, I don't know, I, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. I have the film palette that's sharp enough to know whether or not this is actually a good movie or not, but I'll watch it again. It's interesting. Yeah. You pig fuck. That, that, uh, bathroom sink scene. Oh God. Still, <laughs> still makes me reevaluate my decisions in my life. So <laughs> yeah. No matter how powerful a man, just know that he could be subdued by a woman jerking him off in a sink <laughs> telling him what to yeah. do like yeah you're right you're real right. <laughs> like oh wow this is this feels like something i shouldn't have seen i don't i don't yeah this is too much does this happen <laughs> <laughs> is this how yeah. like my mom convinced my dad to have a child <laughs> We're going to have children. We're going to buy a house. We're going to move. <laughs> is this it? Is this real life? Yeah. Maybe that's why it was so disturbing. It's like, hmm, I bet a lot of big yeah. decisions were made by just getting jacked off into a sink. <laughs> Shit. That's what life is. Just a series of getting jerked off into a bathroom sink while making life-altering decisions. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, right. We're going to do that. Yep. Uh -huh. Perfect. Uh -huh. Okay. Sure. Yes. Great. <laughs> Shut up and take all my money. <laughs> you take my money. Yeah. Uh, it's like Bukowski says, sometimes you just got to pee in the sink. <laughs> yep. Well, I've about uh, tapped out my research. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling great about this. I feel like we've really covered some topics here and really got to the heart of things and uh yeah yeah we broke down some barriers we uh, really evaluated the film the criterion collection we deep dived into yeah. that insightful Examined, thoughts uh alcoholism in film uh i think we have pretty much enough for a dissertation wouldn't you agree yeah. sir well good um i mean i feel great about it yeah nailed it another one another one we just absolutely crushed yeah. so uh another home run for parking lot drunk and i i guess until next time it's uh it's been great thanks for tuning in uh if you want to advertise just feel sure to light up sean burke's instagram at gnarly shoes 
G N A R L I E S H O U S H O E S. And you can follow me at Ascenderude at all the major platforms. But until next time, this has been Parking Lot Drunk. Cheers. Cheers. See you next week. Good post. Thank you.